Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, the slowest growing sports podcast network there is, and that is not fake news. Back with me is Coach Nathan West and his pipes. If he is. Video version. The plumber. The plumber. <laughs> and then joining us is Dr. Brad Miller, who is fresh off his trip to New Orleans. He was doing the Lord's work by taking apples and squishing them with his hands to make applesauce while standing in a kiddie pool of blueberries and strawberries making juice with his feet while handing out shooters a fireball to the good people of New Orleans doing the Lord's work. Yeah, just just very rewarding, rewarding work. Nathan being very phallic with his pipes. Yes. Dude, this thing, you could kill somebody with this. Like, this is like a legitimate thing. Don't say that or you're going to get OJ'd. <laughs> but the gloves didn't fit. The pipes did not fit. Now, Brad, is it true that you stole crawfish from the people of New Orleans? You said, I'm giving you this. I'm taking this. Is this true? Yeah, so what I did was... I, while I was there, I had an oil rig constructed. Okay. And then right before I left, I blew it up. So all of New Orleans is covered in oil. Now, did you stay in an Airbnb? No. Did not stay in an Airbnb. Big miss by me. Should have. But I have to stay wherever the government tells me I can stay. The uh, the first night we were there, we slept on cots in the VA. 
That's and what you paid the big bucks for. Little little fun fact: uh, about three or four years ago, every VA went to uh, motion sensor lights. So every time you'd roll over in the middle of the night, the lights would come back on in the room, which was um, a blast. Well, that's because they don't want you to sleep. They want you to work. Like, there's no yeah. time to sleep. Yeah, the government owns my time. So the question is, how big did your calves get from squishing all the berries into juice in the kiddie pool? Uh, I thought about shaving down to a mustache for this and changing my name to Gary. <laughs> and how big are your forearms? From this apple smushing with your bare hands. Still still just just wimpy. Now is it true that during your time that you were pissy, you just threw apples at people instead of making Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh there were some black eyes doled out. And is it true you went to Ed's house, Coach Ed Orgeron's house, and said, learn how to coach again? Um so, as you would expect, the hospital was full of a lot of LSU fans. And uh, when they took their loss, there was a lot of Ed Ogeron slander going on. A lot of it. So, he should probably win some football games pretty soon. I'm doing my <laughs> best supporting the cause here. You know? Go ahead. And then my last question, I guess my last two for your New Orleans. Is it true you were handing out Larry the Cable Guy DVDs to people while you were down there? That's actually, yeah. Uh, that's the real reason I went down there was to just check on Larry. And is it true that Tim Dillon was there performing in the water to the people during this time? No, he tried. He had to cancel a bunch of shows. Did you see that? I did. I did see that. Yeah. I think that was the best intro I've ever had. So I'm going to put that on the record. Did um, did you see the entire show that he did about Lori Lightfoot? I listened to it. <laughs> the story about good. her and the limo and the Yelp reviews. We're going to read the Yelp reviews from Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah Nathan I don't know if you knew that but before Lori Lightfoot was the mayor of Chicago she was a Yelp reviewer and lied on... how do you think people would review her they did one company reviewed her oh god pretty aggressively yeah I can imagine I want to find that company and shake the owner's hand and be like, you, sir, I respect. You, sir, I, mean, I adore. you live up there. What was yeah. it, five-star limousine? But that's in the city, which is like two hours, and I never want to go back in there ever again. Steve, it's like two train stops. You live in the city. Yeah. Right. You know as well as I do, it's like 45 stops. Steve, you live in Cook County, Illinois. Steve, you're a Chicagoan. I'm going to start calling you Cook County Steve. 
<laughs> and this is why mental health is important. <laughs> Coach West, I'm going to need that pipe set up here. I still have not hooked up the brass pipe yet. But Brad, you weren't here. Uh, this podcast was on one called the Unhinged Sports Network. They've now moved over to Belly Up Podcast Network. Now I'm on a new host. So now it's a bigger platform. Whoa. And they do ad reads in this thing for me. So like on one of them, they had a AT&T advertisement. Is the money coming in, Steve? No, because we have to have so many downloads, but it's on its way. <laughs> this close. <laughs> I'm hoping by December of 2034 that the money will start rolling in. We are a brass pipe away, boys. Two-inch brass pipe. Imagine, okay, so this podcast becomes big at some point. God forbid. People will have a library. They're going to have a library of like three years of us just fucking around. (laughs) So... Where'd he go? I did not do that. I want it on the record that I did not do that. I was going to say, we'll have like our own like Netflix like series. The yeah, Coach exactly. Steve podcast, the early days. Like what took you so long to become big? Well, watch the early stuff. <laughs> watch that watch, shit. Watch the podcast after dark. And that would explain why we did not make it right away. Actually, we would have our own Netflix episode based on the podcast after dark it wasn't always fun and fun and games in the early days <laughs> there was turmoil to get drunk and grind through podcasts there was turmoil <laughs> there was arguing there was a lack of safe moon payments <laughs> but through all that adversity they finally Those made it from six cents to 70 cents back to six cents. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, there's Tiger King. I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> Dude, I bet you we could get him on our podcast. We just lied to him. He's Tell still him, in hey, prison. Man. Yeah, but we could get him on the phone. <laughs> I tell you what, right, that I have, Baskin is a bitch. Carol Baskin. Um we we do need to get started soon though, because I'm I've got to work today. Yeah, I've got like 15 minutes before I gotta go. Yeah. Do plumbing things. Well see you Brad, you tell me you're ready whenever. What if I said 2 p.m.? Well then I would have done this from work, but right now I'm at home. Suck it, government. You just you just yeah. worked at New Orleans for like a month. Like, tell yeah. them to kiss your ass and make their own goddamn applesauce. How about well, that? Catch me outside. How about that? Tell my employees to show the hell up to work, but no one wants to do that either. Yeah, nope, that's a thing of the past. Yeah, no, people get paid to do nothing now. Yesterday, went to Lowe's, and they were like, where's the other guy in plumbing? And the new guy didn't show up. Oh, imagine that. That's yeah, where we're he- at now. 
Who would have thought? But by God, we show up to this podcast. You damn right for free. So, best intro we've done in the ten minutes. That's just what it is. Now we yeah. can get into sports. <laughs> well, we'd like to welcome back our old segment that we used to do called Illinois Sadness. We are now back. I told you guys I was ready to get hurt again, and now it's it's here. It's happened. We are back. We are. They are who we thought they were. They were who we knew they were, but we wish they weren't. I was watching that Virginia game, and I thought, okay, it can't get any worse than UTSA, and they proved me wrong. Well, they had a glimmer of hope there in the second quarter when they cut it to a touchdown. And I was thinking, like, hmm, here we go. And then the report was coming out of the locker room. There was a bunch of let's goes. And then I think we gone somewhere. Oh, they went somewhere. Okay, Brad, you and the crossbow was just – this is the perfect picture. I thought we were brandishing weapons. (laughs) Well, in that case, I'll get this for the old dick twist. (laughs) Adjustable for whoever needs it. That's very inclusive of you. Yes. I want to feel like if you're anywhere from a tobacco can clear down to a number two pencil, I got you covered. Your dick can also be equally twisted. Yes. Can they sponsor the show? <laughs> what, channel lock pliers? <laughs> yeah, they can, they can sponsor it. I'll take whoever. These were Cobalt. Go Cobalt. Oh. The Silver Bullet can sponsor it for all I care. Oh, God. Honestly, they probably should. I think we talk more Silver Bullet than we do football. Jacob, I'll be honest right. with you. You know, if this was 10 years ago, we could have the podcast from from the Silver Bullet 10 years ago. Probably could. And they would have actually known who we were. We would have been banned from social media by now. No, we would have been celebrated as equal opportunity employers. We should have. That would have been gotten we would have gotten a deal with Barstool Sports. You want to talk about the yeah. early days of the podcast? It all started at the Silver Bullet. If we did strippers and pizza, like, no, Barstool does pizza review, so we would do burger review and just have burgers from all over the place. But they might have hired us to not be a competitor, and we would be doing that with them. True. True. And then maybe by now we'd be on Spotify with Caller Daddy making millions of dollars. No, what we should have done – was just strip club food reviews. <laughs> yes. Right? So we go to every strip club, order food, and then review it. We're not there for the entertainment. Give us the damn menu. <laughs> <laughs> we walk in and make a beeline straight for the bar menu. Where's yep. your buffet? Because we have to talk about the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're just distracting ourselves from Illinois sadness. 
Did I ever did I ever tell you about the coolest Tesla charging charging station I've ever seen? No. So in Evansville, there is a sushi place. It's like the only sushi place in Evansville. Right next door is a sex toy store that has a Tesla charging station right out front, like attached to the building. Those are some high-powered utensils. I can't believe the client, the same clientele that's going to a sex toy store is the same person that owns a Tesla. I just don't think there's crossover there. But I can't forget it. I think about it every day. It's bold. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Illinois sadness. Um, I was going to say, when it was happening, I was really mad. And then he got more frustrated. And I'm like, we don't look competent at all. And you can see Bielema getting frustrated. And then I started to think about it a little more, though. I'm like, do we honestly just don't have the dudes right now? You know what I mean? Like on offense, you saw it in UTSA. When we need to throw the ball up to somebody, we don't have that. You know what I mean? Like on offense, they want to do all this stuff. Do we just not have the dudes? But then I think about it a little more, and I'm like, well, you watch the D-line not get set. You're watching the D-line getting their shoulders churned. You're watching they got out of their man-to-man and went to zone. Well, then it's like zone breakdowns. And so it's like, what the hell is going on here? Offensively, it looks like Lovey Smith kind of sometimes. And then sometimes he opens it up, and then sometimes he comes right back. I like that they tried to get Isaiah Williams the ball early. Ran jet early in the game. Then they stopped. He's like our only guy who's competent on offense. Our offensive line was horrendous. Which is wild to me. I would have thought that would be a strong point of this team. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm at the point now where it's like, maybe, like, do we realize, like, if these guys would have actually been drafted, like Kendrick Green, or had a chance to be drafted, they wouldn't be on our team right now. So, like, we have 40 seniors. A bunch of them would be, like, are are the same age as, like, a second-year NFL player, and we still suck. It's a yeah. it's a rough look. Yeah, it's not good. Sorry, someone else came after me saying Illinois basketball sucks, but we'll get there to that fan base when I when I get there. And this guy's a Louisville fan, so I don't know what what his problem is. Go go hire some strippers with a credit card. I have no idea. Just go do something. But back to Illinois sadness. <laughs> I think personally, like you've got a coaching staff trying to get used to new personnel you got the personnel trying to get used to the coaching staff and i don't think we really have any kind of like very elite talent like they are squeezing the fruit and we are getting very little juice out of it yeah our only we all knew this going in the only pure talent that we knew is our offensive line like that's the only ones that are that are good, but at the end of the day, when they have seven in the box or six in the box, 
and our tight ends aren't blocking, that offensive line can't only do so much. Mm-hmm. So when you actually watch it, there's times our old line hooks onto a guy and they don't let go for dear life. But then when your tight end ain't blocking or the play's taking a long time to develop, there's nothing we can do. And when you don't have the threat of throwing it besides Isaiah Williams, like then it, it doesn't matter. And let's be honest, Isaiah Williams is not like a deep ball threat. He's like a get the ball in space and let him do his thing threat. And our wide receivers, they dropped so many passes yesterday. So yeah. many. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of something funny to say, and there's no, it's not, it was so bad. There were so many that literally, like, like do you this. think they went to the silver bullet? Maybe, but who plays a game at 10 a.m.? They may not have had time. They that's why they dropped those passes, they had stripper butter on their hands. <laughs> no, they had glitter, glitter, yeah, <laughs> glitter and scent spray. That like uh what is it? Uh got like shea butter. <laughs> shea butter and what what's that really popular like bath and body work spray that smells like I don't even know. One of those. We'll just leave it at that. Just one of those. I oh, also think though when things what? Never mind. Off the podcast, I have I have a theory that I need to share with the two of you. That it's I think those it stands the, up. Those are always the best ones. Those are outtakes <laughs> of the Netflix yes. special. That's yeah. We have to save something for the Netflix special. I also think when things go bad for Illinois, those players go back to what they know, and that's Lovey Smith style. Like yep. they. No matter how hard you coach them the summer and the spring, when something goes wrong and they're in the game, they're going to go back to what they know because that's what those kids were recruited for. They were not recruited to play a 4-2-5 Missouri defense. They weren't recruited to play a 3-4. You know, they were, they were going to play that Tampa 2 and die by it. And I think on defense, that's what they go back to. And then on offense, they just didn't really know what they were doing with Lovey Smith. Are we a spread team that's going to throw bubbles? Are we a run team that's going to just pound the ball? Are we a wing T team? I have no idea. I don't think they knew what they were doing. Yeah, we got to win the line of scrimmage first, and then you can figure out your identity. But we weren't really winning the line of scrimmage yesterday. That was kind of mad. In, in Illinois' defense, isn't Virginia like a sneaky good team at home? Virginia is a sneaky good team altogether. They have gotten better every yeah. year. And I, I was on another podcast and I said that when we talked about the ACC, I said, Virginia is going to be pretty good. They've been building this up. They're all line coaches. Great. He's a good, he's a good coach. That uh, head coach is not bad. And that quarterback look, I mean, I know we made him look good, but I mean, still lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. He had 405 yards and five touchdowns like that. That's pretty good. It was because of the. It was because of Virginia's quality control analyst, Rod Smith. Oh, oh my God! Really? Yeah. Is that, is that where he is? Yep, that's where he is. Wow. Good to know. Well, that yeah. changes everything. I don't know, boys. I know he tweeted out. Uh, whatever that kid's initials was. And he was like, 408 yards. And it's like, Rod Smith, you didn't get 408 yards through four games at Illinois. <laughs> uh, I yeah. think Derek Leonard, was, uh, would call a, Derek Leonard would call a better game than Rod Smith. I would Derek like to Leonard. say if there was, if there was ever a time where I was happy I couldn't watch the game, it was yesterday. Yeah, I turned the game off with 10 minutes left. I was done. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Now, I think it's because our best podcast ever, one of them was after the Nebraska game. And ever since then, because we were professional that day, we were in depth. And ever since then, they have sucked. <laughs> so we just need to speak in general terms. And Illinois couldn't run. Illinois couldn't pass. Illinois couldn't defend shit. Illinois summary done. Now there are already our fans. Sucks. Did you see how some fans are like, well, Brent Bielema this or that? I'm like, don't be starting that. It's those Illinois basketball fans coming back. You know what I mean? And I'll get to yeah, that when we get to it. I'll get to that in a hyperbolic. Yeah, like this is a good coaching staff. You have to realize we're dealing with the leftover of the Lovey Smith era where he didn't care. I I think by year three, we're going to be, even next year I think we'll be more competent. I think as the year goes on, we'll figure it out. But I think at least year three, Illinois is going to be like a tough team. Yeah. Well, my dad just pulled up, so I got to get water to my house. I'm sorry. If you were paying me in Dogecoin, I would stick around, but IOUs on Post-it notes, Steve, just... It's not cutting it. Yeah. When the bullet checks start coming in, I'll send them your way. When we start getting freaking uh, royalties from the bullet plugs. <laughs> They'll be sent your way. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Go Illini. I still want them to beat Maryland, but I don't think they will, and we'll leave it at that. Truth. Deuces. Blouses. All right. Back to apple making with applesauce. That's what we got to get back to with your bare hands. Okay. No. In reality, 
I think you're right. Like everything under Bielema is so much different. And you saw the same thing with a different sport, but when Underwood came in, you're using John Gross players. Right. And it was rough. Like shit was just rough. And it took a couple years and football's harder because you don't get younger guys that compete very often. Right. Right. Like you can't bring in that true freshman like IO. Well, even IO as true freshman, didn't they only win like 10 games? Yeah, that was not good. It was a bad year. Those were the dark times. Exactly. Um, so I I believe in what Bielema is doing. I believe in that coaching staff. I think the players we have on the field right now are talented enough to win games this year. Yes. But they just need to gel into the system. They need to gel into it. Um we're going to have a better schedule. Like I think Virginia is sneaky good. I think they are. The UTSA one me and Nathan talked about on the last one was we just think we all thought they were going to beat UTSA. And I, I straight up said, I said, they're actually good. Yeah. Like Nathan even said that there was way less people at that game than the Nebraska game. And it was a nighttime game. So it should have been full. And so I think fans just thought that we were going to beat UTSA. But what I don't like is uh, there's like no sense of urgency on the field for some of the players. You see the coaches have a sense of urgency. But again, there's times we're standing with our hands on our hips. Um, defense looks like they're chirping a little bit. But when you watch Beal, my he'll yell right at the defense when they start chirping to shut up. Yeah. Um. We have to stay the course of this. And a part of me is like beating Nebraska is almost a bad thing. Because we got really – and what I mean by that is I think even me at first was like, okay, maybe they haven't figured out. You know what I mean? It was kind of like Mississippi State beating LSU last year. That's kind of what's happening right now is you win a game that nobody thought you were going to win – and you're up 30 to nine at one point and you have to have your defense make a stop to win the game and you do. And now you lose to UTSA when you're down 14, nothing, you get down 14, nothing to Virginia. You make some critical errors, you give up some big plays and then it's just hard to bounce back. But what sucks is you have to think about it. We're what do we have? 48 seniors or 40 seniors. Yeah. 40 next year. We're going to be super young and we're going to have to go through this again. But I think that leaves open the transfer portal. The transfer portal is huge, but that's why I'm saying year three. We yeah. get through this year. Next year, now they kind of know, okay, this is what Bielma expects. And then they get to year three, and I think you're going to see them be tough. They're not going to go not 12-0. We're never going to see that, I don't think. But they might go 8-4. and four. Nine and three. A lot of those seniors are scholarships. 
like a lot. And that's another thing. And that's a whole nother topic. We're not going to see the effects of this scholarship COVID thing for another two years. That's when we're really going to see what happened. But like I said, with this with this NAIL money, if if guys are making a lot of money, they might just pay their way through school and use that scholarship, and they'll go get somebody else. So a fat sandwich would just start sponsoring players. We could get through this a lot quicker. Or sponsor this podcast. I was going to say, I'm going to send them an email and say, "Listen, I like your product." It got me through some dark times. I like what you stand for. I like that every time I eat one of your sandwiches years ago, I would gain eight pounds. <laughs> and I want you to sponsor this podcast so I can get the Lord's work and the Lord's word out there about how you need chicken strips, French fries, cheesesteak. What am I missing? All in one sandwich. Or a hangover cure with a donut as the bun. Like, we got to get through this together. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Are you done being sad? Because I want to shit on a couple schools here. I'm not. I mean, I'm done talking about it, but I'll always be sad. Yeah. But to the Illinois fans, I've already, like, talked bad about this coaching staff. Need to need to scoot. Right. I don't think we'll ever get like a huge name quarterback, but that's what I'm saying. Like here in a couple of years, I think you're just going to see a team. You're going to see eight and four, nine and three when they're decent. That's good for Illinois. So I agree with you there, Matt, who came in. Matt says they may never get like an elite quarterback, but we'll get a good productive quarterback, which I think that's all Bielema wants. Yeah, we need, like, the Iowa quarterbacks of the world. Right. We just need a quarterback that can manage the game, make the throws when he needs to. We also need the wide receivers that can catch a ball. That helps. That really helps a passing offense. Like, I don't even know if they could catch COVID if somebody coughed in their mouth. Like, that's just where they were. Are COVID jokes okay? I thought we beat COVID. It's true. COVID's over. I could have made a herpes joke. But this is a professional establishment. Let me tell you where COVID doesn't exist. Bourbon Street, New Orleans. No, you're immune. If you live there, you're you have complete immunity. There's the only thing that exists on Bourbon Street, New Orleans, is vomit and piss. <laughs> if you've ever been there, it's really what it is. I've never been there. It was on my list at some point. Oh, hey, excellent time. Uh, Matt's on the podcast here. I got the coolest birthday gift of all time. This year, I'm going to the Ohio State-Michigan game at the Big House. 
and I don't know who the hell I'm going to root for. Can you just wear like Michigan's? Just wear a random like. I don't know. Do I hate root for one of the two teams? I mean, you have to hate Ohio State, right? Like Michigan football, we don't really have a problem with. Besides people thinking that they they are national contenders every year, I think that's the only problem. I think it's Michigan basketball we hate. True. If it was Michigan basketball, I would tell you to dress up in a Buckeye uniform. So am I, am I going to wear maize and blue to a Michigan game? Can we just get you like, I don't know, BYU gear, just wear BYU stuff? Go Mormons. Hey, all you football coaches out there, I know if you're like me, we want to be simple. And we're always looking for a way to add to the game. Drills, plays, all that stuff. Okay? So if you're like me and you're looking for drills, you're trying to figure out how to do this, well, there's no simpler way than getting back to the basics. So I want to thank Coach Stone for contributing, sponsoring this podcast, helping me out with other things. So I need you guys, if you want to get back to the basics, you need to go get this book. Back to the Basics Football Drill Manual from Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. This book is 500 pages, over 500 pages. And it goes from offense, defense, special teams, tackling, turnovers, everything that you need is right here. You get this book and you look at all of his other stuff, you will never need to go look up another drill again. It has like all these drills. I kid you not. This book has it for you. Okay. So if you're like me, and we also about becoming simple. We're always talking about making things easier on our players. Back to the basics is for you. So please go to CoachStoneFootball.com. It has this book on there. I believe this was his first, was Coach Stone's first one. You need to go on there and get it. Um, CoachStoneFootball.com. It's on there. I think it's on Amazon. But if you go to his website, there's so much other stuff. I recommend going to the website. Um, there's other books on there. But this is the first one you need to look at for it. It drills from all aspects of the game. There's over 100 drills, I believe, in this book. So, again, go to CoachStoneFootball.com. Go get this book, and let's get back to the basics. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter – and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, Okay, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go 
to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftees.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. Can we just get you like University of Phoenix shirt and that's what you're wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't University of Phoenix stuff, isn't that just Arizona Cardinals stuff? That is true. What was the fake school that was on ESPN? Can you just wear that? Bishop Macamore or whatever. Can you just wear that? Bishop Bishop Sycamore. Just wear a Bishop Sycamore shirt. I thought about just wearing my Kofi Coburn jersey. Ivy Tech. Ivy Tech. South Harmon Institute of Technology. Can you just dress up as the chef from the Illinois days? The old school Orange Crush yeah. chef? Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad one. Uh, oh, God. Not, that's what we're on now. Like, what can you dress up as? Oh, yeah. No, Matt. It's the same for me. We were just talking about it. Uh, like, the bucket list of college football experiences, Michigan, Ohio State, and the big house was right there. So. And I think Michigan might, the way they played last night, there's a chance. They're competent. They seem competent. Yeah, can you just wear whole cans the whole time? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be kind of be betraying Mr. Blue Hands, though. Because if they're Blue Hand Michigan hands... I don't want to do that. You know. Can you just like have a mustache and just look like Big Cat from Barstool? Yeah, wear the <laughs> deep Barstool cut. Wear the like big jean jacket. You can wear sweats. Go around, go around interview, interviewing people. Oh, you're talking about old school. Yeah, like the jean shorts, jean jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, old school. Yeah. Old school big cat. Brad, I'll um, give you this podcast reporter that's portable and you can go do that. You know what? I'll go with you and just sit outside and then you go in and report and I'll be on the outside waiting. Yeah, you'd be like, what the hell's happening? I'm um, too drunk to taste this chicken. That's all I'll hear back from you. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to go over some games? Yeah, what? Do you, real quick, Illinois versus Maryland. How do we feel? I'm not confident. It depends how uh, Tagovailoa plays because he's so up and down. Like he can have a world beater game, and then the next game he comes out and just shits the bed. If he has a shit the bed game like Martinez did. Adrian Martinez, then we stand a chance. 
and it depends on what kind of play calling we do. Like, I don't know. People, someone said about Brandon Peters, and I said, well, I feel like these two are the same quarterback. Like, him and Stotowski are the same quarterback, so it's not really going to matter who you put in there. Maryland plus 21. Is that what it is? No. No way. <laughs> it has to be minus 21. Yeah. Um, I don't even think, like, if Illinois loses, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Right? Like, it's not going to hurt me if Illinois loses. It is going to hurt me if they lose and they play, like, just gutless football. You know what I mean? I I think that's where we're at now. It's like, okay, if we're going to lose, it can't be what happened at Virginia. Show some signs of life and improvement. Right, because it's fine to lose to teams that just are more established with their coaching staff, more established with recruiting, and they've got the dudes. That's fine. But if we're, like, losing seven-point games, ten-point games, you know, if it was – if the Virginia game was 41 to, like, 34, I would have been okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But we just got our asses kicked in every sense of the word. And what's very frustrating is we could be three and zero right now. I would say two and one. Virginia was pretty good, so I it's frustrating to say like we're one and two. We should be two and one. Yeah, Virginia was good, but I agree with that on Maryland. If if Maryland shows up, we lose. If they don't show up, we might win by seven, if not three. But yeah. That's it. So we can move on to because Brad has to work, apparently, doesn't. Yeah, man. Sometimes people have to work. Sorry. I don't know what that is. All right. What's what's a game you want to talk about first? Okay. I want to talk about Texas, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Because, I had a clean sweep on my picks in the text besides Illinois. Yeah. Um. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Arkansas is a good football team that just is in a horrible, horrible division to try to rebuild a football team. Coach Pittman 
is a very good coach. That dude was born to coach Arkansas. He was born to coach offensive line in Arkansas at the same time. Exactly. So I think the stat of the game is they rushed for 333 yards. How much? How many yards do you think their top rusher had? What was their their run? They ran for 333 yards. What was their top runner? What, yeah. How 80? many yards? How many yards did their top runner have? A hundred. Seventy-five. That many guys touched the ball. Here. Uh, twelve carries, seventy-five yards. Ten carries, seventy-three yards. Seven carries, sixty-seven yards. Eight carries, fifty yards. Six carries, forty-four yards. One carry for twenty-nine. One carry for two. Oh my God, that sounds beautiful. That, that is a balanced rushing attack. That looks like you run the triple option. And they don't. They run um, – I'm going to triple check this, but I believe Art Briles' son is their offensive coordinator. Dude. Like – Well, like last year, they played in some games they weren't supposed to. They had 7.1 yards per play. Just think about that. God, I hate how schools set up their thing. Just give me the football staff. I don't care about anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, Kendall Bryles is their offensive coordinator. So they run that Baylor offense. So to run that Baylor offense and get a lot of running backs into the game to run the football, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. So basically what you're saying is be careful what you wish for, Texas. I don't want to joke about anybody's sobriety. But if you're if you're the head coach of Texas right now, are you at least thinking about a relapse? I mean, did you see him one point when he was squatted down looking like he was sweating? And I'm like, he probably did. He probably, he probably right before the camera came over there. <laughs> he took out his shooter a fireball. That's brutal. It's a brutal loss. Yes. I'm um, sorry. I was trying to make sure. Like, I always say his name wrong. Sarkeesian, but I always want to say Stark. I don't know why. Tony. It's Tony Stark. Um, Like you said, Arkansas is a good football team. You put them in any other conference, they're going to be top two, I think. Because Coach Pittman's good. They have good players. And in an offense where last year they didn't really have a quarterback to do it. Now he did well. He's not a good runner, but he was a competitor. And then now you have a full season, off season in it. They're going to compete with teams. 
And Sarkeesian can be a great play caller when he is. But you're at Texas where they don't have the dudes right now. Like maybe here in a couple of years. But you'd have to think Texas is rethinking this going to the SEC. It was all money. They just want the money. They want the the, the, the glamour. They want the money. Um, you have to start thinking now like we lost to Arkansas who was down here. And you got to think more than likely they're going into the SEC West, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to play um, Arkansas, probably Mississippi State, right? Or is that getting too far? No, that's – okay, is Missouri in the East, SEC East? I think so. Because you're coming into Alabama, you're more than likely going into Alabama and LSU's. Unless this bumps to Alabama to the east. Um, I don't know how true this is. One person put up the east would be, I don't know why this is east. and I don't know. This is on fan-sided. The east could be Alabama. Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. And then the other side could be Arkansas, LSU, Old Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M. Ooh, I kind of like that. So if you're Texas, you have to play Arkansas, which you just struggled with. I joked about Coach Ed Odron. I love him. I think he will figure it out, but he is on the hot seat. Old Miss with Lane Kiffin. Mississippi State with Mike Leach. Who, by the way, looked good again. I love Mississippi State. And then you see him after the game, his hair is like... Yeah. And he's got the grace doubles. Like, he's just like... Yep. He and Bielema are my... Spirit animals. Uh, so Barstool does their college football podcast, and their intro is Mike Leach saying, we failed to make our coaching points more appealing than their fat little girlfriends. Love it. That's my guy. Yeah. If there's one guy that I would – if I could take out a loan for like $2 million to have him on the podcast, I would do it. I think you'd do it for free. You'd just have to talk to him about like pirates and the weird taxation laws in Texas that refuse to pay him. Yeah, I wouldn't even talk to him about football. I mean, like, I know your offense already. I don't care about that. What I want to know is what do you think about Texas law? And what do you think about Joe Rogan taking Ivermectin? That's what I would ask him. Dude. Did you notice Mississippi State ran the ball yesterday pretty well? Because they still have that running back that was recruited by Joe Moorhead before he got there, and so they can still run the ball. Which is like a Mike Leach offense with an effective running game. But you know he didn't call those run plays. Yeah. 
the quarterback does. Isn't that the deal? At any point, he can check out of the pass. It's just based off numbers in the box. Yeah, he allows... So Mike Leach, they don't do RPOs. Mike Leach thinks RPOs is when the quarterback can change a play. So if he calls a play and they come up, so if he calls one certain quick game and he comes up and he goes, well, this quick game is taken away, but one of our medium passes are there, he can check out of it and go to this. To Mike Leach, that's RPO, like RPO. And then, yes, if it's, they've got five in the box, he, they can check to a run play. Because he said that. He, he has straight up said, I'll call a play, but I can't see the game like the quarterback can see the game. So if you look at every quarterback Mike Leach has where they have good teams, the quarterback is competent enough to see that. Yeah. So, so the quarterback calls the run plays. Mike Leach doesn't call run plays. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the state of Mississippi is going to have really good football moving forward. I hate how the, the have you ever noticed how many players come out of the state of Mississippi? A lot, a lot, a lot. Like Texas, Mississippi, Georgia, California. And Florida are like the places, I guess Alabama kind of, but Alabama's probably pulling them from Mississippi as well. Yeah. Those five to six states is where the football is. Like the football. Um, I hate how the SEC is going to be this big thing, but they have probably the best coaches, like the most entertaining coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just personalities. And two are in Mississippi, the state of Mississippi. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's having sex with cheerleaders down there. Is that what's happening? Yeah, he got called out for it. Isn't he married? No. Oh. No. Lane Kiffin's not married. That'd be a nightmare. I thought he was married because he has kids. I mean, he has kids, but he's not married. Oh, well, now I don't. Now it's not as bad. Now he can do what he wants now. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, that's fine. I just think good for you, man. Live your life. (laughs) Keep tweeting and just live your life. One of the best Twitter accounts in college football. It is. I wish Mike Leach tweeted more. Mike Leach would get himself in trouble. He responded to one of mine years ago. Oh, really? I asked him a question he answered, and then later on I asked him another question he answered. No shit. There you go. I screenshotted it. It's saved somewhere. Um, do you want to talk about my ducks? 
to get oh, this out of the way because I don't have a I don't have a whole lot more time, and then I'm gonna have to go. So I want to hear this Ohio State. Listen, I'm gonna say my one piece about Oregon, and then I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. For Oregon to go into Ohio State without their two best defensive players, Kayvon Thibodeau didn't play, who's going to be a top-five draft pick. Their best defensive back didn't play. And to do that to Ohio State. And they didn't have their good running back either, right? Yeah, that game was close. But it really wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And also, did you watch the full game, Steve? No, I saw a snip. I had to watch like a pieces of it. Okay, so you know Pinay Sewell, who went into the draft last year? Yeah. His younger brother plays middle linebacker for Oregon. Okay. Uh, Wilson, that receiver for Ohio State, caught a ball, was going to the ground. Mm-hmm. Sewell speared him in the back, crown of the helmet first. They didn't even review it. I don't don't understand how you throw the dude out from Clemson last year, and then that doesn't get – is it just because he's not a quarterback? It's because he's not Justin Fields. Because Sewell hit him, and then he's laying on the ground hurt. Sewell was because he lowered the crown of his helmet and they didn't even review it. It's a bad miss by this the This targeting rule makes no sense. It's ridiculous and it's not evenly enforced. No, because offensive players can be called for just as much. And then like Nathan showed a picture last week. He still has that picture when – um. Harris, Najee Harris got hit, and that kid come in and hit him while he's running the football like right here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a targeting call, and it's because he's a running back and not a quarterback, or he's not a wide receiver. And I don't like and, the penalty of it either. No. Um, I like targeting when a guy is literally standing there and gets blindsided. Like That can be called targeting. Like You are going out of your way to do this. But I think offensive, but it's not fair to defense when a running back's coming in and lowers his head because he's going to get hit. You're trying to get lower. Your head's naturally going to go down. They're going to, and like, it's got to be both. And these refs don't understand what they're doing. I don't think they even know. I think they just get told what to do from the guy upstairs. Yeah. I think, I don't know. It was a great game, great college football game. The atmosphere was electric. Great win by Oregon. I think Oregon easily wins the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. Minus maybe UCLA. Because Oregon struggled last week, so I got kind of worried coming into this Ohio State game, especially without the, the some of the defensive guys and the running back. I got kind of worried because Ohio State's Ohio State. Like, it made me a little worried, and that's kind of why I didn't want to bet on the game. Because Ohio State was minus 14 and a half. Yeah. No, you want the coolest stat of the whole game. So Oregon got after Stroud. 
like he didn't look comfortable the whole game. Right. The last play of the game, Oregon got a sack and you know who did it? It was their tight end. They put him in at defensive end and he got the last sack. That's awesome. Yeah. That's coaching right there. Like, it was just cool to see that happen. Joe Moorhead is the Oregon offensive coordinator, and he is a brilliant offensive mind. Oregon's stuff was brilliant. Like, the way they were doing pin and pull was awesome. They were doing a lot of quarterback pin and pull, which I don't see very often. Mm-hmm. They would overload a side and pin and pull the other way. They were doing a lot of wide zone stuff. They were unbalanced. Like they did a lot of great things that Oregon used to do way back in the day. And with Ohio Chip State Kelly. with Chip Kelly. And Oregon, Ohio State's defense looked confused. They stuck to that four four and was getting thrashed. They also looked overmatched in the trenches. They did, and I wonder if I'll get to – do I do my rant now or get to – we'll just talk about Ohio State, then I'll get to my rant. Is Ohio State not as good as everyone thinks they are this year? I got told – there was reports at the beginning of the year, this is the best all-around wide receiver crew that Ohio State has had, like, all at one time. But then I said, what about their defense? Because Alabama is Alabama, but they they showed some things that Ohio State can't stop. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State's going to win through the Big Ten. I mean, that's no no question. I don't know. The Ohio State we saw yesterday, did they beat Iowa? I don't know. When This opened the door for Iowa to win the Big Ten. Because I'll tell you what, Iowa's offensive line might have three – like top 60 draft picks. I think Iowa State has a really good defensive line. They do. And and Ohio Iowa was pushing them around. Did you I know you'll appreciate this. If you can find a um highlight film from yesterday's Iowa game, you need to watch their center. He is he's Quentin Nelson. Because I watched more of that game than all the other games just because of what was going on yesterday. I love their offensive line, and I kept thinking to myself, this is what Bielema wants to do. Not go under center, but he wants to do a lot, but he wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And I get more – so that's what way back down from Illinois being mad, like back down to be like, this is what he's trying to do. Their offensive line's good. I said this from the get-go. Iowa struggled in the last year. They don't struggle very long in football. Mm-mm. And it's going to come down to Ohio State and Iowa this year. And Ohio State losing has opened the door to Iowa winning the Big Ten. And I, like you said, I think Iowa, if they play Ohio State in the in the in the Big Ten championship or whatever, they'll just they'll just pound the ball at them and wear them out. And then they're going to try to get pressure on that quarterback for Ohio State, which. You know, I don't want to pin Ohio State's loss on C.J. Stroud because he looked pretty good for most of that game. Like, took good care of the ball. But Ohio State's offensive line just, like, gave up. 
towards the end of that game, I don't know if they were tired, but Ohio State's offensive line is huge. And they just started giving up pressure, man. I don't know if they got tired. I don't know if Ryan Day is just sometimes I think he overcoaches. He did it with Justin Fields. He gets he gets very pass happy. He does. I'm not saying he's not a good offensive mind. I'm not a big Ryan Day fan, but I'm not saying he's a bad offensive coach. But yes, he outsmarts himself or like, oh, I've ran the ball too much. Now I have to pass. Like, I think we all said this in the in the fall and the spring. If Ohio State ran the ball, if they run 70 plays and they ran the ball 60 of them with those running backs, they would win every game. Mm-hmm. But he's that type right. of coach. It's like I have to get Justin Fields his. I have to get so and so his, and all that. And and I think he did that a little bit because they have two wide receivers who might be the best in the nation. So he's like, I have to get these guys the ball. But they also have a good running back, isn't what's his face still there? Mm-mm. He went to the NFL. But who was the Last other running back? Week? Yeah. Um. Oh, where did the other one go? Damn it. But yeah, they're both gone. Oh, okay. Yesterday they played a freshman. That kid's a freshman. He's 5'8", 215, and just a bowling ball. Man, he's running through guys. Well, then Ryan Day, though, if he's like, I got to get them the ball, then he's got to do more jet sweeps like we're doing with Isaiah Williams, and that will open them up. You have to do other things. But, again, we're not going to take away from Oregon. They showed up and had a plan and said, this is what we're going to do, and they, they did it. And, and I wasn't shout right. out to Mario Cristobal. Shout out to him with his defensive stuff, and shout out to Joe Moorhead and his offensive stuff. Like, they're a combination. Yeah. That Oregon, for the entire time that I've watched a lot of Oregon football, has like not had a good, competently run defense. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Even they in Chip Kelly's it. day. Yeah, even in Chip yeah. Kelly, they didn't. No, it was always like, we're just going to outscore you. And then once we get up enough, all you can do is pass. So we're just going to pass rush. It was kind of like, remember the Indianapolis Colts? Like their defense wasn't good. It was just built so that if they had the lead, they could just pass rush people to death. Right. That's how Oregon's defense has been built forever. But now, 
like yesterday, they looked legitimately good against the run. Which shocked me because who'd they play last week? Fresno State and only beat them by like seven. Well, Fresno State evidently is low-key good. They are, but I was just like, oh, you're Oregon, though. You're supposed to win by 14 or 21. Yeah. And maybe Oregon was looking to the Ohio State game. The players, not not Mario Cristobal. I think he is he he coached at Alabama and stuff. Like he knows, like this we know. Yeah. And He's maybe Ohio Saban whitewash. Right, and then maybe Ohio State is just like, hey, we're Ohio State. We have the worst commissioner in the Big Ten, like in the game in college football. No matter he was what, there. He was at the game. I cannot stand him. Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is worse than Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith could run the Big Ten better. Is Kevin Warren the most hateable man in college football? He is. Or in college sports in general? Yes. I think he is the, the most hateable guy. Like, you know what? He might as well just be the Big Ten commissioner and the president of Ohio State at the same time. Just, just come out of the closet and let us know that's what you're doing. Because... Well, I just okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this because we when they had that big press conference with him, the commissioner of the ACC and the commissioner of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. All he did the entire press conference was talk about how he went to Notre Dame. Newsflash, man! Notre Dame isn't in the fucking Big Ten. Like we don't care that you went to Notre Dame. You don't do anything. Cool. You, you wait until the last second to give us any type of COVID protocols for every sport. Mm-hmm. And then don't clearly outline how you're going to claim a Big Ten championship in basketball. But that's under the bridge, what the fuck ever. He's just worthless. He doesn't communicate anything. And your job as the commissioner of the league is to communicate the rules before the season starts. You know, have some have some like foresight into what problems may be. Well, it's frustrating. Not to get into politics, but it was this. How do I put this? Remember, he canceled the season, and he was kind of hoping everybody would follow. Like I'm the commissioner of the Big Ten, even though nobody cares. We're supposed to be this top tier. He's like, I'm not going to have a season. Follow me. And then the SEC, Big 12, and ACC are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're an idiot. Like, we're us three are going to work together, us commissioners. How do we have a season with these COVID protocols and then get each school to figure out what's going on in their state? He went to play hide-and-seek and tried to see if people would follow him, and only the Pac-12 did. And then when he saw that it was working, he goes, oh, money. Like, we have to make money. I want my money. Like. Money. He's like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Terrible boss. And cares about money. Yeah. Man- managers at McDonald's could figure this out. And again, 
that hurt him. You know what I think it is? I think people finally figured out who he was. Like, we all kind of knew he was the Big Ten commissioner, but we all were like, before COVID, like, then when COVID hit, all the attention comes on, like, him and his staff, and I think he likes that. I really do. I think that's why he wants to talk about he went to Notre Dame. The Ohio State thing, he wants this attention. And he's an idiot. It's not good attention. But... not to get into politics, but when people know who you are and you have some type of power, it's very like intoxicating. But when every fan base in the Big Ten hates your guts, minus Michigan basketball, and Ohio State, they football. probably like him. Like, I don't understand how he keeps his job because he has fumbled this COVID thing worse than I think anybody in the country, including the federal government and Lori Lightfoot. And Lori Lightfoot, who has terrible Yelp reviews. <laughs> it was the misspellings that got me. Like her grammar misspellings were the best. And that's um, the person running the city of Chicago. She's a goblin. She's a goon. With bell-bottom jeans that go underneath her feet. And takes pictures like, on takes pictures on Fourth of July when people get shot in the street. Steve, when you and I do this podcast together, it's just a advertisement for the Tim Dillon show. Yeah, I want him to pay me pay us like four hundred dollars a month, dude. We went through that stream where like his episodes weren't very good. The last couple have been really good. They're getting like, back got, on track. He got back to like the ranting, not having guests. It's just him and Ben ranting about the D'Amelio variant. Ever since he got COVID, ever since he got COVID, he's come back. Which hot take here, COVID is good for podcasting. It's good for podcasting. Unless you're mean, you get COVID brain and you can't process what's being said to you. And then you lose a, a Jordan argument. Oh, me and Nathan have had snippets of it later on, and I finally yeah. combated what he said. He goes, good. I was waiting for you to say that to me because I know I'm wrong or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we. I was having this conversation with somebody like when I was down in, in Louisiana about how like they hate Tom Brady. And I told him, I was like, listen, I am just young enough that like when I started to watch sports, Jordan was pretty much done. Right. Right. So my Michael Jordan is Tom Brady. Does that make sense? Right. So to me, like the way you defend MJ is the way I'll defend Tom Brady. Cause yeah. he's just the, he's the crazy champion psychopath of my generation of sports fans well and like for me it was kobe yeah which kobe kobe was just as close to a carbon copy of jordan as you can ever get i think michael jordan kobe bryant and tom brady are like the craziest competitors 
in big time sports. Let's go big time sports because like MMA, there you know, there's a lot of that, and yeah. you got good NHL guys. But like, if you want to talk about like, you can add Mike Tyson to that list, right? Because he was just truly a psychopath. Like, I think Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Mike Tyson, and Tom Brady was like, we're going to do whatever it takes to win. The only thing with Tom Brady, football is just, it's hard. And this is the argument with my Kobe brain I was trying to make, and I just couldn't say it. I was like, I think I was giving out math equations with Kobe brain. I don't know what's going on. Um, football is just tough because you have to have players around you in football. And that's what sucks. Like in basketball, so there's arguments for both sides, and we're not going to get too much more into this basketball. If Kobe wanted to go out there and score 81 points and win the game, he can do that by himself. He, yeah, but then he has to go turn around and play defense. So that was kind of my argument was if Tom Brady did both, like in high school where you play quarterback and a free safety, like you play both positions, like Tom Brady has to have the offensive line. He has to have the running game. He has to have the wide receivers. But I will say this, there were years Tom Brady did not have like these top tier receivers. And, and still happy, was good. And still was good. So I, that's where I put Tom Brady up in that level with Kobe and Michael and, He's up there. And he looks like he's he looks younger than when he started. But yes, I agree with that. Like Tom Brady's like your Michael Jordan, like this crazy competitor that wins, and like he may play for two more years. Which is crazy. He could be what 46? When it's all said and done. Yeah. And you have guys like Brent Favre that played for a long time but did not play like this. Did you see him uncork that ball on Thursday night football? Dude, that looked like prime Tom Brady throwing to Randy Moss. Whatever he's on with like working out, I need that. <laughs> we all free. need that. But for free, I'm not paying TB12. It's got to be for free. Do you want me to buy the TB12 method and I'll just give it to you? Yes. Now I'll do it for like a month and then I'll quit. <laughs> kind of like I'm going back and watching the old Sober October with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura and Joe Rogan. I think Burt Kreischer is also my third spirit animal. Dude, he played, uh, he did a show at Red Rocks in uh, Colorado and it was on my birthday and I wanted to go so bad. That dude just, he loves his booze. Because I'm re-watching the podcast with Joe Rogan in 2018. They're doing their Sober October. Uh-huh. He is hilarious. Yeah, he is. Burt Kreischer is hilarious. Um, all right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I need to get ready to go to work. So, Do you have like one minute and a half second? Yes. Here's my, this is how we're going to end the podcast. We'll give picks later on the week. I'll tweet them out. Ohio State fans are the most sensitive people I have ever met in my entire life. And here's what happened, Brad, real quick for a minute and 30 seconds. You saw it. I put out there, it's a great day when Ohio State loses. One of, Somebody I know in Illinois comes back at me. But he does it. He knows how to push my buttons. So I didn't think anything of it. He's a Michigan State fan. We go back and forth. It's it's all good fun. Somebody then comes back on 
Well, first he says Illinois loses two, and then somebody came back on and said they do that almost every week. It's normal. They can't celebrate wins, so they have to try and celebrate when a school who has dominated their conference loses. And I said, yeah, and a team who also gets favored by the worst commissioner in college. And then um, I said Ohio State's are too sensitive. Ohio State fans are too sensitive. He said Illinois fans are too delusional. So then I said, delusional about what? That we aren't a powerhouse? Who said we were a powerhouse? Bandwagon fans from basketball season? Bandwagon fans from the Nebraska win? Those aren't fans that you need to be listening to. And then I said, the moment Ohio State loses, it's, oh, Illinois fans this or that. Quit being sensitive. No response. Besides, they put up a picture of the Illinois 40-14 to 14 loss to Virginia. So I put the picture up of Oregon's win over Ohio State. I was like, I, and then I said I could do this all day. Yeah. Ohio State fans need to quit being sensitive. Yeah, we're Illinois fans. Yeah, we wish we could win. But we hate Ohio State. And every Ohio State fan, every time Ohio State loses, there's some type of excuse. Always. Have you noticed that? Whenever they lose, there is an excuse. Oh, it's Alabama because they have these players. Oh, Justin Fields got hit in the back, Clemson. Oh, uh, this or that. Or, oh, the old line just didn't block. Or, oh, this. Oh, shut the hell up. You don't know football. You just want to be a fan of this because they win, and you don't understand what's going on. Quit being sensitive. Don't listen to stupid Illinois fans. It shouldn't bother you what we say. Michigan fans should bother you more. All I said yeah. well, was a good day when Ohio State loses. And it's well known that I don't like Ohio State. Because their fans are sensitive. Their fans are stupid. Besides Coach Heath, I have to say this. He'll, he'll listen to this. And then I'm done. There was another podcast. He's a co-host on that. Don. He's a big Ohio State fan. Lives in Ohio. He's worked with Ohio State football before. He, I told him about this, and he said, Steve, there's Ohio State fans that are idiots. Kirk Herbstreit moved out of Ohio because he couldn't take the stupidity of a lot of the fans. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it didn't bother him that I said that it was a good day for Ohio State to lose. He straight up said Ohio State deserved to lose the way they played and the way Oregon played. So he was straight up like, yeah. But like the moment I say something, it's Illinois fans this or that, like, okay, cool. Quit being sensitive. And you know what? As a fan of one of the – in college football, there are haves and have-nots, right? Yep. The Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Texas, Oklahomas of the world are the haves, okay? When you root for one of those teams, you have to understand that everyone else in the country is jealous of what you have. Right. So when you lose, people are going to be happy about it because you know what? I'm so sick of the same four to six teams making the playoff every year. Mm -hmm. And there have been some losses early this year that I hope shake it up. Like, I don't think Ohio State 
they, if they play the way they played, they're going to lose another game. So they like may not Penn, make the playoff. They're going to lose like Iowa, Michigan, or like a Penn State or something. Oklahoma hasn't looked great, may not make the playoff. Like, let some other teams get in there. And another thing with Ohio State real quick, the whole way it went down for the Big Ten Championship does not help their case whatsoever. That makes no. it worse. The it, Well, now we're going back to Kevin Warren hate, which I always have time for. <laughs> I will quit my job. <laughs> Just to stand outside the Big Ten Conference's building, like Dave Portnoy, and yell at Kevin Warren every time he walks in and out. Don't do that till after you go to the Michigan Ohio State game because you may be banned from going to Big Ten. <laughs> Steve, I still think we need to get fake press credentials and get into the Big Ten championship game as reporters for football. Yeah, we could. It's in Indianapolis, right? I know. That's what I'm saying. We got to talk to some people. You talk to some people. We'll get Nathan to talk to some people. I think I think we could do it. And, and I have, have I just have questions for Kevin Warren because he'll be there. That's like part of the championship game is the commissioner talks to the press. Can we like make shirts with with uh, his face with like the nose like they did with uh, Rappaport at Barstool? Well, like they did with Roger Goodell. Or Roger Goodell with the big clown nose. Yeah, do you remember that first Patriots game? Oh, Steve, you're frozen. We were both frozen. Oh, See this? Steve. Okay. We talked about it. And then no, it do, shut you, off. do you remember? Do you remember the first Patriots game after Brady got suspended? They were handing out those T-shirts at the game, right? They're just for free. They're like, here's this t-shirt. Yeah. And the entire stadium was like powder blue. With that picture. And Goodell, Goodell didn't go to the game. He no-showed the game. Oh, that's right. He yeah. found out later, right? Because he's a coward. And then like, how many if times? Gonna, if you're going to be a clown, at least own it. And then how many times have they tried to get into an NFL game since then? Like a lot. He tries to disguise. Oh, every, year. every year. Is it Big Cat or just Dave Portnoy? They both do it. So Big Cat and PFT do it for PMT. And then Dave does it just by himself. And Dave gets arrested. Like put in jail. <laughs> like they just kick Big Cat out. But they, they like physically arrest Dave. <laughs> Like, respect. I would love to be at that level. Right? And he has the money where he can just, yeah, whatever. I got arrested for trespassing again. But it's so funny. They can go to college games, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the NCAA doesn't have a problem with them. But I think if we can make Kevin Warren clown nose shirts... It would be the best. We come in looking professional, and then when we get into there to ask him questions, then we take off the pullover 
Yes. Excuse me, we got some questions. Yeah, we need like we need quarter zips with the Coach Steve show, and then we take them off as Kevin Warren clown shirt. And that'd be the last college football game we ever attend. And then we get arrested. Actually, no, if we did that, if we did that and pulled it off, I think probably like 90% of the Big Ten would give us free tickets to every game. This is true. They probably wouldn't advertise it, but someone in their athletic department would be like, hey, man, you want some free tickets? I know Illinois Illinois basketball would give us box seats for life. I'll bet Brad Underwood would pay for him himself. I was going to say Brad Underwood or like Sean Evans from Hot Ones would probably buy us tickets. Yeah. Like, here you go. Which, by the way, when does that come out? I thought it was already out, but I need to look. Yeah, I want to watch it. Because it's going to be electric. Because they did it at U of I, right? They filmed it there. Yeah. Or that might be his new season. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. But, all right, man. Well, I got to go because I got work. All right. Well, good episode. Blouses. All right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.